All right, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Monday, June 14th edition of the MAOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by AJ Shudo today on uh, Monday afternoon. AJ, I appreciate it, man, coming in on short notice. Marcel couldn't make it today, uh, but at, uh, I know he sends his, uh, his best regards. So I appreciate it, man. Have a good time today. We'll talk about UFC 263, Bellator 260, and PFL4. Uh, before we get into it, AJ, how's everything with you, man? Good. Uh, happy to keep Marcel's seat warm this week. Uh, I'll still be curious to hear what he thinks about this card. Maybe he posted on Twitter. But uh, yeah, me and you are going to be chopping it up. Bellator PFL, like we talked about last last week. I mean, it was a big, busy week for MMA. And uh, yeah, excited to recap it with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm curious to hear what Marcel thought too, but it's all good. I'm curious to hear what you think too, AJ. So um, yeah, let's get into it, guys. We'll start with UFC 263, and then we'll do Bellator PFL. So yeah, I mean, overall, AJ, it was a pretty crazy card, man. A lot of stuff, a lot of fights that, you know, people didn't see coming. I'll get Chris's comment. Chris London, what's up, man? Glad for you to be in the chat, buddy. Um, yeah, AJ, a lot of upsets on this card, man. Uh, I know that uh, you 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 had a couple, you picked a couple upsets. I did too. Um, a couple correct, a couple not so correct. Overall, slightly profitable night for myself. So, same with you, AJ. I saw that as well. Um but overall, I mean, it was it was a pretty crazy night of fights, man. I'm not sure he didn't pick. I I think I was seven and seven. It wasn't great. Slightly profitable in bets, though, so I'm happy. But do you know how you did in your picks? Like I can't remember. It wasn't it wasn't the greatest night for either of us. I don't think. I, I think I went about bet at about five hundred, just like yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it is what it is. But again, AJ, anytime you come out with a slight profit, you're happy with it, right? So let's start with the main event here. Uh, this is a fight where I thought it was going to be fully competitive. That's kind of why I took the plus money with Vittori and. I was wrong. Obviously, Adesanya showed you know a lot of I think improvements on the ground. AJ, especially in that one, I think it was the third round where Marvin got his back and then he he turned around so quick was on top of him. That was pretty impressive. And obviously, the, we knew the striking would be his advantage. We already knew that. We were kind of banking on him getting the fight to the ground with Tori, and he didn't. He wasn't able to do it consistently. I think he got like what one or two takedowns maybe during the fight. But uh, I thought Adesanya looked good, man. Um, and. I, I thought I thought he looked incredible, and it's like it's not like I was doubting him. I just thought that Vittori had a path, and that's why I thought he had a chance here. But yeah, I thought Adesanya looked really good. AJ, what do you think about the fight, man? Yeah, I took the plus money with Vittori as well. Whatever lesson learned, just took a one unit shot. But uh, yeah, I think uh, the lesson that I'm taking away with this is you know Jan, uh, the physicality I think really played a factor with those takedowns. Um, not that Marvin's a downright bad wrestler, but I think that Jan definitely had more success with the double legs in open space. So. Um, should Israel move up again against another like big physical wrestler? Um, I would have my concerns about him getting taken down and maybe stalled out on his back. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think the improvements were noteworthy. That's why he's the champ after all. Champions make adjustments. Um, and yeah, even though Marvin lost here, he's still a top five middleweight. Stock doesn't go down, in my opinion. I'm not going to overreact to it. Yeah, Marvin's calling up to Paul Acosta. And I think that fight makes sense. They both just lost to Israel, so I would do that fight. Uh, for Israel, Dana White saying Robert Whitaker makes makes sense as the rematch, and obviously Robert's won three straight fights. That fight makes a lot of sense to you. So I think they'll do that fight. But if Israel wins that fight, it's like I know there's a couple other guys like Jared Cannonier and Jack Hermanson who he hasn't fought yet, but still, like, are we buying any of these guys as legitimate challengers at 185? I'm not sure. So I still think there's a chance he could go back up to two, uh, 205 at some point, probably not anytime soon, but I think maybe in, in a year or two. Because Jan is 38, so eventually he's going to become 40 years old. He's probably going to slow down at some point. Right now he's on point, but a couple of years, Jan might not be the same guy. Maybe that'd be a good time for Israel to go up. And who knows? Maybe Glover Teixeira pulls off the upset, and then you have a new champion. You know the UFC wants to get him a second belt. They love the guy, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, I thought he looked good in this fight. So let's go to the co-main event here, AJ. I think this is the fight that everyone's talking about. And uh, man, I, I, I cashed my bet in this one, AJ, on, uh, on the under. 
because I figured there'd be a finish this time. You know, these guys, that first one, I still have no idea how it went the distance. Just watching that one back, AJ, as you saw it too, throwing the kitchen sink at each other. And and this time around, the uh, the weight cut really, really affected Figueroa's team. Like, and he came out with a statement today saying that he knew it was going to be a bad night for him because he had a tough weight cut and he just thought it wasn't going to be his night. And it, it, Moreno was dominating this fight. Um, gets the finish in the third round, AJ. you got to feel good for this guy. He's one of like the few guys who have been released by the UFC, came back and won a belt. And I was going through the list yesterday. I only saw him, Fabrice Overdune, and Robbie Lawler. Those are the only guys that I saw. Maybe there's someone else that was cut, came back a few years later. But I think those were the only guys. And all three of them, obviously, were, were big underdogs to win the belt. So, yeah, AJ, I, I mean, an unbelievable performance by, by Brandon Moreno, man. Give me your thoughts on this fight, man. Yeah, he didn't really let him breathe from the opening bell. I mean, he just, like, put it on Figueredo. I thought uh, Figueredo was going to be the guy that took the center of the octagon like he did last time. There's a guy with more punching power. But Figueredo came out with, like, this different stance. Like, something seems kind of off with him. Like, it just seemed like – but also credit to Moreno. Again, I'm not trying to say, like, just because I thought Figueredo maybe looked a little different that Moreno didn't look great. He looked spectacular. I mean, he just put it on him from the opening bell, pressured him. He took him down and, like, man – when he took his back, it was just so slick. Like he just like went in there. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. And it's just like the draw the first time you could tell just really fired him up. And yeah, nobody should ever count anybody out in theory. Like when, you know, you're the 16 seed on tough, you lose in the first round. And like you said, you get cut, but then the guy comes out there and beats the champ. He beats Figueredo who a lot of people love. And I think Figueredo is a good fighter, but just goes to show you just can't count these guys out. They, they persevere. Yeah, for sure. I just, he didn't look the same. Obviously he just couldn't pull the trigger and, this is not the same guy we saw against Benavidez or even against the guy, uh, Alex Perez, or even the first Moreno fight. He just couldn't get it done. And, I, you know, he's calling for a trilogy fight now. He wants that third fight, but I'm not sure, guys. I don't even know if he can really make 125 again. Like, it seemed like this might have been the last time. He's 33 years old, AJ. And we know as, as you get older, the weight cut gets harder. I still think that he's going to go up to 135 at some point, guys, because I, I feel like it'll be hard for him to make weight. And even if he does, it looks like he's killing himself to do it. And, you saw how flat he looked. But again, you don't want to take anything away from Moreno. I mean, the guy clearly proved he's the best flyweight in the world. He looked incredible. Now the question is, what's next for him? Um, so Askar Askarov, right? That's the guy that I think a lot of us want to see him because they, they did fight, and it was a draw. Um, just another draw, right? It was a super close fight. Split draw. It was super, super close. Um, from what I'm hearing, Askarov has a fight booked, and I heard it was against Alex Perez at the end of July. This is not announced yet, but that's what I'm hearing. So I don't know if it's going to be Perez or someone else, but I, I am hearing as a fight at the end of July, and I would assume that'd be a number of contender fight if he did fight Perez. Perez has never fought Moreno before, and uh, obviously Askarov had the draw. The, the thing is, uh, yeah, I, th I mean, there's a lot of guys that Moreno's already beaten this division, guys. Like, he's already beat Kara France. He's already fought Pantoja. Um, I think he 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 uh, lost to him, if I'm not mistaken. So that could be a rematch they do, but he'll, he'll probably end up getting a rematch at some point. Um so we'll see what happens there, man. Actually, Pantoja has two wins. He has a win on Tough and in the UFC over the champ. So that's a fight that could happen, him coming off uh, the win over Kate. But I'm thinking it's going to be the win of Askarov and Perez if that's the fight. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, too. You mentioned those two matches, Pantoja, Roy Bell, and then Askarov, Perez. I think whoever's going to put on a more impressive performance will probably get Moreno. Um, put a yeah. stamp on it. We'll talk about Bellator. But, like, we had a similar thing with, like, Jason Jackson there, mm -hmm. um, I think, for welterweight. But – yeah, I think uh, it's it's hard for me to definitively say right now who gets Moreno next, but I think those two matchups are are going to draw some clarity. Yeah, let me get these comments here. Uh, Chris said he was on fire till coming, but he think he looked flat. Yeah, that was that was a tough one for you. I didn't really see it coming either. Um, Style Bender has been way more active than Khabib ever was. Yeah, I mean he's 21, 21 and one now. It's pretty impressive. And 
You're right, Jose. He fights like three, four times a year. He reminds me of John Jones when John was coming up as lightweight champ. I remember in 2011, he fought four times that year. He won the belt from Shogun. He fought um, – who else did he fight that year? Uh, Rampage, Machida, and and and, and uh, Ryan Bader too in that same year. So I, I think – I feel like Adesanya is a guy that wants to stay active. He says he wants to fight again soon. So hopefully he can get that Whitaker fight done too. Let's get Cole's question. Uh, hey, Cole, what's up, man? I sent or eight my buddies over to watch the card. All I talked about was Diaz nearly winning. He became a bigger star or lost in his opinion. We'll talk about that right now, actually, after I get this last comment from Jose, who says Connor gets whatever rematch he wants, but Diaz can't get a rematch with Jorge. Dana White privilege as finest. <laughs> Tony Ferguson's in the comments. So I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, let's talk about that fight, AJ, because I know I know you had a big bet on, on Leon. <laughs> God, that third round. So, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. So, yeah, people are talking. I know what you're saying, Cole. The casual fans are talking about Diaz almost coming back. But come on. I mean, he was losing the whole fight. Like, Leon Edwards was absolutely dominating his fight. He won clearly the first four rounds. He was winning the fifth round and he got caught with a Stockton slap fall by a straight left. I've never seen that combination before, AJ. And AJ, I know you had a big bet on Leon. So what were you feeling in that moment, man? Were you were you shitting your pants? <laughs> oh yeah, it was crazy. I mean, like Diaz, man. He just you can never count him out. I wasn't uh you know, I was looking like a, like my read was on the fight was correct for the first 22 minutes or so. Leon was dominating the clinch. He was dominating the wrestling. He was winning the striking exchanges. And then Diaz just hits him. And that's something that I'll note with Leon going forward. Um, you know, one thing that I like to do with, with betting or just looking at fighters' results in general is I want to not not just learn from losses, but learn from wins. Mm -hmm. You know, this wasn't the first time we saw Leon Edwards hurt. We actually saw him rock badly by Brian Barbarina. Yep, he got I know dropped you in that fight. He got dropped. Yep. Yeah, I know you remember back in 2017. And so... If Leon fights a guy, I mean Diaz is a is a capable boxer. I wouldn't say he's got big one hitter quitter power. So even a guy like Kobe Covington, if he gets matched up with Edwards, even Jorge Masvidal, I mean this is something that Edwards is a great talent, but you know we could see that he could be hurt. So a uh, great effort by Diaz. The guy's always his game as they come. You can never count him out with his cardio, his toughness, his his skill as well. Um, but yeah, it definitely had me sweating there for the past like two and a half minutes. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a guy, this is, a, in my opinion, I, I know we just talked about the previous two fights, but Figueredo, Adesanya, and Diaz uh, have so much draw. Obviously, Connor's like the number one guy, but then like those three guys are right there. Everybody loves these guys. So the fact that the three of them are on the same card, tremendous, tremendous pay-per-view, honestly, from the draw perspective. I agree. You know, it's crazy. I'm looking at the stats right now. They actually, Leon only outstruck him by one significant strike in the whole fight. It didn't seem like that to me. I mean, sometimes these stats... They don't seem to tell the whole story of the fight. That's that's why you have to watch the fights, right, AJ? You can't just go by the numbers because you look at these stats, you think this was a close fight, but it really wasn't. And like you said, I thought, Leon, you mixed it up well, right? The takedowns were, were smart too. Uh, Trelansky says, Leon's stock was down in a win crazy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he wasn't going to tell Sean anyways because Dana White already said that Colby was. But I think if he had finished, maybe he could have made that argument. Now, though, I feel like it was a good win, AJ. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't mind him getting the rematch with Usman. People forget that he's already fought Usman, but he has. He lost. Um, but I still feel like they're going to go with Colby next because Dana White was in love with that first fight. He's always talking about it. I, I, I wouldn't mind doing Leon and Masvidal, though. And I don't know Dana White talked about it. I think it would be a good fight, AJ. And there's a lot of beef there between these two guys. And, you know, Masvidal, I know he's coming off the, the two losses at Usman. But, again, you know, the UFC is all about business selling pay-per-views and big fights. And there's no one really a bigger star than Masvidal. So I think that fight makes sense to you. What are you thinking, AJ? I love it. Yeah, you read my mind uh, before we got on air. I actually put out a tweet saying that go. Masvidal and Edwards should fight. I think it makes a ton of sense, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I'm all for it. There you go, AJ. So, there you go. And I know Dana White even mentioned the press conference. So, um, Jose says it could have been worse. Imagine Leon had been KO'd by by title run. Absolutely. I mean, 
That's the thing. It's look at the margin error in the sport, eh? Like this guy's he hasn't lost in what four or five years now. He's on 10 fight unbeaten streak, but one punch almost ended that whole run. Crazy, right? The sport's nuts, guys. With the four ounce gloves, anything can happen. Jose, who do you think Wonderboy goes uh with extra pressure to do something big against Burns? That's the other guy we didn't talk about. That fight, too. They could always do like the winner of Wonderboy and Burns against uh Leon too. Um and that and the winner of that fight could get a title shot. I mean, Wonderboy's never fought Usman. That's a new fight, right? We've already seen him fight Covington. He's already not coming to know. We already saw him beat Leon with the wrestling. So that's a new fight. We'll see. Um, this next fight here, AJ, I, I feel like it went like a lot of it's expected with Bilal Muhammad outpointing Damian Maya. Um, first round, Maya looked decent. Like he he had the gas tank in the first, but after that, just spamming takedown attempts, missing them like crazy. AJ loses 29 28 here. Um, one for 21 in the takedowns, AJ. So just wasn't very effective with the wrestling. Bilal Muhammad um, outstruck him pretty much every round. I guess the first, yeah, I would give the first round to Maya just because Bilal didn't do anything, but it was Bilal's fight, obviously, second and third round. What do you think of the fight? Yeah, pretty much when it was expected. I thought Maya had to like take him down uh, and submit him or control him in the first two rounds to win the fight. And if he was unsuccessful, he's probably going to lose because Bilal's better than him on the feet. Yep. Um, kudos to Damian Maya. The guy's always a trier. He never gives up in there. Um, now at 43, uh, I had my concerns about him heading into this fight. I know he's one of these ageless wonders guys, but yep. uh, coming in on a layoff, I read up uh, via research that he opened a jiu-jitsu mu museum ahead of this fight, which kudos to him, but it just made me question mm -hmm. how all in on fighting he was. And so now it seems like this is, uh, this is potentially his last fight from what I saw. I think it was from BJ Penn actually, yeah. maybe you retweeted it, but, uh, yeah, kudos to him on a great career. And this is a uh, kudos to Bilal Muhammad. This is the, his, uh, biggest win to date in my uh, humble opinion. Yeah. So yesterday, Damon White said that, uh, that's the last fight of his deal. And he thinks that that's probably the last thing we'll see Damon mind in the UFC, but, Damien went out on Instagram today and made like an impassioned post saying like, I still have the fire in me. I want to fight one more time. I don't want it to be anywhere else than in the UFC. And I really want to fight Nate Diaz. Um, it would be an amazing fight for two guys that love jujitsu. I have a lot of respect for Nate Diaz. He's super tough. I really want to fight him for the last fight of my career. Man, I wouldn't mind that fight either though. You know, like he's begging for him. And and Nate versus Maya on the ground would be a lot of fun, guys. That'd be a fun grappling battle if it went to the ground. If it's staying on the feet, I mean, obviously, Nate's going to piece him apart. Nate said he wants to fight soon. He's like, I want to turn around three or four months. Uh, so maybe they could do this fight, AJ, retirement fight for Damien, but we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if that's it, though, because, like I said, Dana said that's it. The only other thing I could think of is maybe, like, Donald Cerrone, who's also, like, looking for one of these retirement matches, you know? It, it sucks, man. The sport, it, it's such a brutal sport. Like, like. Damien's been in the UFC for 14 years. You know, he's 40, he's 43 now, guys. But since he was 29 years old, he's been in the UFC. That's crazy. Like, it's his whole life as a, as a, as a grown man, really, in the UFC. So it's incredible. It sucks that it's going to end this way, probably, AJ. But I'd like to see him get one more fight. That's what I'm going to say. Jose said, ask Karan's most recent Instagram post. Uh, yeah, exactly, uh, Jose. Like I said, I heard it was going to be Alex Perez. I don't know if that's official. I, I was looking around. I, I don't think it's official yet, but that's what I was hearing. So keep that in mind. But that's not official by any means. Um, let's go to the next fight here, AJ. My God. My God. Wow. Paul Craig. I mean, this guy is just I, – I, like, I've never seen anyone like this guy on the ground. Like, he's just unbelievable on the ground, guys. Like, all, almost all his finish wins are by finish. Now, this was <laughs> considered a knockout, yet <laughs> afterwards he gets his DJJ black belt, which I thought he had one before this fight, by the way. I'm surprised he wasn't a black belt. He got his black belt for a knockout because the referee totally fucked this up and basically let Jamal Hill, his arm just linger and, and it was just flopping there. We all saw what happened. 
I mean, I got a lot of thoughts on this because I had held up parlay and I was disappointed, right? But the fight didn't play out like I thought, so I'm not too worried about it because it didn't it didn't take place on the feet. It only took place on the ground. Craig pulled guard right away, and Hill was willing to play in his guard. I couldn't believe it, AJ. He, he, tried, he tried to move to half guard, and then that was a huge mistake. Craig gets his arm, and, and you saw what happened. And then that, the hammer fists that, that finished him were just absolutely vicious. I knew this was definitely a possibility. This was the risk with betting on Hill here. But it's not like he was like taking down with a double leg or single leg. The guy pulled guard, grabbed his arm, and submitted him. It's just something I didn't see coming. And unbelievable performance by Paul Craig, man. Like, I love watching this guy fight, AJ. He's a lot of fun to watch, man. What do you think of this fight, man? What a vicious finish. Yeah, it was so crazy, right? I mean, like, I, I think a lot of people share that same sentiment backing Hill. They wanted to, him to keep the fight standing, and um, he wanted to play around in Craig's guard. And, uh, you know, it's a learning experience for him. You know, one of these guys that undefeated prior to this fight, like, maybe a loss just helps him out. Maybe he gets better from it. Um, not going to write the guy off because he lost one fight. I think he could improve upon it. But, like, yeah, Paul Craig is one of these guys historically underrated, like, the underdog most of the time. And, uh, yeah, he, you know, went out there, imposed his grappling again. I, I guess, like, with Craig, um, Craig, excuse me, he should be not so willing to play guard. That makes me kind of nervous about his game because, like, assuming he doesn't finish the guy off of his back, he's kind of in a bad spot. So, um, but but nonetheless, this pertains to him in this fight. Good performance. Um, yeah, hopefully uh, Jamal Hill heals up soon. And he took no damage. So I feel like they could turn him around quick, guys. That's what I'm thinking here with uh... – Paul Craig, uh, Paul Craig, I should say. That's the way to pronounce it. Um, I'm just looking at the rankings right now. Okay, he's ranked number 14. Jim Cruz injured, I think. Surkinov's number 12. He's suspended for marijuana, which is stupid. Ryan Spann has a fight book. Nikita Krylov's ranked number 9. I mean, that would be an interesting fight, wouldn't it? Nikita Krylov, Paul Craig? I don't think they fought yet, have they? Mm-hmm. Double check. I, I would watch that fight, AJ. It'd be fun if it went to the ground, wouldn't it? Even a rematch with Ankalaev, too, who doesn't have a fight booked. I mean, we all, we all knew he was going to lose that fight, but he subbed him. Daniel was at that fight. Yeah, I know, man. I, I shouldn't bet against this guy. You just know it could happen, right? It's stupid. It's my fault. Sam, mine and Sanchez would be perfect both. Yeah, I was. that's the other one you could think about if, if Dana Wade brings him back for more fight. Sanchez and my actually. All right, let's go to the prelims here. And my God, what a fight here between uh, Brad Riddell and Drew Dober, AJ. Unbelievable fight. Uh, both guys just went to war. But Riddell proved to be a slightly uh, more well-rounded fighter, it looked like, um, with the the wrestling, um, which kind of surprised me. I thought Dober would have actually the wrestling advantage. So uh, Riddell looked good, man. And I feel like this is a big win for him. It's going to put him in the top 15, AJ. What did you think of uh, Brad Riddell's performance? Oh, yeah, he looked great. I mean, he got rocked early, and then he he hung on. He was unsuccessful with the takedowns uh, in round one. He only landed one, but like as the fight wore on, he had more success wrestling. And um, yeah, that showed he's because we didn't really get to see Brad's wrestling in his previous fights. You know, just looking at his stats, he landed like one takedown each, but like this was his first fight where he landed multiple and actually like tried to wrestle, you know, like whereas before we had the other guys try to take him down. So um, this was a fight where like both guys like didn't have to worry about a guy taking him down, at least on paper ahead of time. They didn't have to worry about Islam Makashev grabbing your leg and, you know, dominating you on the ground. So I think like that alone made it for a more friendly fight for both of them to showcase the stand up and uh, yeah, rightfully one fight of the night. It was just truly spectacular from start to finish. Yeah, I absolutely love the fight. It was an awesome fight. I feel like it was super close. It came down to that last round, obviously, and, and Riddell pulled it off. So, I mean, this is a big win for him, guys. And I'm going to look at the rankings quickly for Riddell. Um, so Dober was 13, so he will take his spot in the rankings. Yeah, I mean, Armin Tarsukian is ranked number 15. I don't think he has a fight booked unless I'm mistaken. That would be a sick fight, Brad Riddell and Tarsukian. Don't know if they'll do it because they're both kind of kind of prospects, but the other guy would be like, if they want to push Riddell, I mean, Dan Hooker's number eight. Uh, 
Actually, they're training partners, aren't they? They're training, aren't they training partners? Yeah. So that won't happen, is it? Yeah. I think they both are. Aren't, aren't they both city kickboxing guys? That's yeah. the problem, right, guys? So that that's not going to happen. Rafael Zarnos is out there. I don't know if he'll get that fight. That's a little too high up the ranking. So someone like that in that ten to fifteen range, I think. Gregor Gillespie was a fight he was supposed to have like two months ago, and I think he got COVID or something, and the fight got canceled on fight day. Remember that, AJ? They could mm-hmm. run that back too. That's the other thing. But uh, I feel like those guys might be on a bit different paths, and maybe they'll meet for a belt one day. Um, Eric Anders, Darren Stewart, AJ. This was such a weird fight, right? Like we we saw the first fight, and th- this one played out even differently. And the crowd did not like this fight. Um, even though Anders is the hometown guy, they were just booing him the whole time. The whole the fight was kind of dull to watch, but Anders proved that he was, I guess, the better grappler and basically grinded it out. What did you think of this fight? Yeah, I thought Anders made the fight like as hard as he could have possibly made it on himself, and he still managed to win. Clearly, like. It's just like, dude, like, why don't you actually just drop, change levels and like get in on his hips and like tank him down? Because we saw in round three, once he actually grounded Stewart, he beat the crap out of him. He got a 10-8 mm-hmm. round on two judges scorecards. So like, again, this is just somebody who who bet Anders in that spot. And yeah, I, um, touch him. I, I acknowledge that rematches don't go exactly how they can the first fight, but the takeaways that I had made me really confident in Anders. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got to give a lot of credit to Stewart. He definitely had a much better showing here than the first fight. He took, he took Anders down. Anders is not an easy guy to take down. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, the result doesn't really surprise me. Anders, um, this is the best he's ever looked. I think this is the best form fight ready. Um, but he still kind of showed the same issues before a little too timid, um, clinching for a little bit too long without any purpose, without really going for takedowns that are good. Um, but yeah, it was like you said, it, going from the, this fight to the Riddell fight was definitely a, a positive step in the right direction. We were watching this live. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, the next fight, this was super close. I want to get your thoughts on this one. Lauren Murphy and Joanne Calderwood. Uh, Lauren Murphy wins a split decision. I, I, I did have Murphy as an underdog here, but it was super close. I honestly wasn't sure which way they would go. The stats would kind of show that Calderwood was edging out the first round in terms of volume. But having said that, you know, a lot of those like strikes were like kind of like, low kicks and stuff, there. not even low kicks, were just like kind of like the distance kind of kicks that weren't really hurting Murphy. Murphy landed some good punches that hurt Calderwood. Second round, obviously, Calder or uh, Murphy won that round. It could have been a 10 8 round. Third round, um, I think, was uh, was Calderwood, if I'm not mistaken. So it really came down to the first round, AJ. How'd you score it, man? Uh, I, I scored a 29 28 Calderwood, but. Um... I could see the case both sides. I mean, like, yeah, you look yeah. statistically, it, it seemed like it was a domination. I think round one mm-hmm. uh, was to 29. That's what it says on the stats. It didn't seem like that in real time, but if that's what it says, that's what it says, you know? Yeah. Round one was like the toss up round. And then we, we know who won rounds two and three. Um, yeah. I, I like bet Calderwood live after round one at like plus plus one forty three, And she got up to like plus 500 at one point. Mm-hmm. And like I could have doubled down on it, but I wanted to stay disciplined. But yeah, look, kudos to Murphy. She gets a title shot. Um, I know everybody's gonna predict Valentina to beat her and everything, but like look, I mean, kudos to her. She had a real career resurgence, kind of like Charles Oliveira that we talked mm-hmm. about not too long ago. You know, she had like a little bit of a, a rough start to her UFC career, came back after her tough stint, and now she's on a great winning streak. So yeah, this is her biggest win to date. And um, you know, no matter how you scored the fight, you know, she once again showed that. Uh, she's a solid, solid wrestler, solid grappler, and a, a capable striker herself. So this is her biggest win to date. Yeah, five fight win streak for Lauren Murphy. Dana White said he's not committed to giving her a title shot, though. He he was asked. He's like, I'm not committing to it. That's exactly that was his words. And I actually wrote the article, about it, and people like were like, that's a clickbait headline. I'm like, that's literally what he said. Like <laughs> word for word, he said, I'm not committing to giving her a title shot right now. I'm not sure. That's what he said. He said maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not committing to it. So. 
<laughs> it doesn't sound like UFC's totally sold on her. AJ got to be honest with you, man, as like a contender. But based on the body of work, I feel like she just kind of by default is next in line. The only thing I'll say is um, the only girl that really gave uh, Valentina problems at 125 was uh, Jennifer Maya. And I think that second round where she did control Valentina on the ground a little bit with the grappling. So that's the only way really that Murphy could win. But I think Valentina is even a better wrestler than her. So I, <laughs> I mean, the betting line is going to be another boxing line. You're going to see Valentina probably, you know, over minus a thousand, I would assume. Even though Murphy's tough, I just she doesn't get much respect. Usually, an underdog in her fights. Um, let's get the other uh, comment here. Jose said, uh, "Crazy how was March?" Yeah, Rodell and Gillespie. I'd love to see him fight again, man. Matched up. Andrews needs sports psychologist. Maybe that was a weird fight, man. I, yeah. And by the way, Murphy's <laughs> nickname Lucky's. It's very good because you know she has three split decision wins in the UFC. So something's on her. Luck is on her side. Monster of Love, AJ, this was a guy that I was all in on this weekend. I absolutely loved him in this fight. And uh, first two rounds, <laughs> absolutely dominant. Third round, shit the bed, man. I don't know what happened. I, I guess got a little bit tired from all the takedowns he was landing. But, yeah, I mean, that third round was a little sketchy. But he looked absolutely unbelievable the first two rounds. Looked like kind of like a mini Khabib, chaining his wrestling together, just controlling the fight. Eight minutes, 55 seconds, control time. Nine of 13 in takedowns landed, AJ. Just unbelievable showing for two rounds. But again, the third round bothered me a bit. What do you think of his performance? It was great. Yeah. Um, this was the best I think he ever looked, to be honest with you. Like in terms of just like he showed that he could land takedowns in volume. He's a great, he's great with his control. Um, and yeah, Dowdy is a guy, I think his takedown defense is pretty good. So the fact that Evlayev did this against Dowdy is very impressive. Um He's super well-rounded. I think he does have a championship ceiling, dare I say. Um, he's not a perfect fighter, but he definitely excels in a lot of areas. Um, yeah, the third round, it was interesting. Like, I think part of it was he got tired, but I don't think he was gassed. And I think the other, like, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but, like, I think part of it was just because he knew he was up yeah, two he was rounds Yeah, he coasted a bit. I agree he coasted a little bit. Yeah, I agree with that. And, yeah, like that – like optically, like Dawoodu just walking him down, landing, tagging him hard a couple times. Uh, I understand giving Dawoodu the third round, so I don't. I, maybe it's just a mirage. Maybe it's just something that we just forget about three fights later, and he just continues to look spectacular. But um, yeah, I can't take anything away from him. He's looked truly spectacular. Yep. So go to the prelim, early prelims here, and uh, Penny Kianza wins a unanimous decision over Alexis Davis. Kind of weird scorecards: three twenty-seven times two, and then twenty and twenty-eight. I don't agree with the three twenty-seven. I thought Panny won 29 28. It was it was an okay fight, actually. They were kind of tag- it was just basically standing and training. It was a pretty good fight. What do you think, AJ? Yeah, like it was weird because I thought live Davis won. But if you would just told me like late Davis would have debatably won this fight in a fight that was exclusively stand-up prior to playing out, I would have said, like, what? Like I thought Davis for her to yeah. win this fight, she had to get takedowns. And I'm looking at the numbers right now, and I know the numbers don't mean everything, but like she yeah. landed 132 significant strikes to Kianzat's 124. And I that's just thought pretty, pretty close. That's competitive. Yeah. It was super 3027 by these two judges is absolutely batshit crazy. Don't you think, AJ? Yeah, I, I don't get that. Yeah, I when I honestly when I heard 3027, that actually made me more confident yep. that Davis won. Um, so I, I feel for everybody that had bets on Davis because like clearly the fight played yep. out a lot closer than odds indicated. And uh but kudos to Panny. I mean, she's a very capable striker, and uh this is her best win to date, in my in my opinion. So congrats. Yep. Yeah, the fight played exactly what I thought, you know, with the boxing advantage. But Davis, like you said, looked better on the feet. I didn't bet on this fight or anything like that. I I, I think I would have been really nervous for that decision, though. I will say that. Um, this next one, though, I did bet on AJ. I told everyone. I told you guys last week, Terrence McKinney, my guy, AJ. Love it, man. I, I Man, I was so confident in this. I was like, man, I should make this, like, the biggest bet ever because 
I'm watching this fight. Like, I'm, I'm looking at these two guys, and I'm like, how does Frivola win this fight? Like, he doesn't even have the wrestling advantage, and he definitely doesn't have the striking advantage. And I mean, seven seconds it didn't really play out, but I don't. I think he, this guy would have won regardless, AJ. And just an unbelievable UFC debut. It doesn't get much better than that, man. And got a nice plus two hundred underdog there, AJ. So I'm a big fan of this guy, man. But he it looks like he blew out his knee or something on the celebration. Um, walking around with crutches after that's very concerning. But yeah, unbelievable performance man give me your thoughts on this kid man yeah that was so impressive i mean that's like honestly the best result you could hope for minus the knee injury um <laughs> yeah just went out there and knocked him out in literally seven seconds i mean yeah, um yeah like i totally hear you like i i'm glad you like took the shot on him i it was one of those like i thought it was a dogger pass matchup going into it i just didn't want to bet it because like i just didn't have a good good convicted read on mckinney um but yeah for is a guy like i mean I'm sure you looked into this. Like he's been hurt plenty of times. So yes. I guess in hindsight, it's not a huge surprise that McKinney yes. knocked him out a, a potent finisher, a good athlete. And uh, yeah, I mean, this will really skyrocket him. I mean, we've seen so many guys where they, they come into the UFC, they get a quick finish and then uh, they get all this notoriety, you know, Joaquin Buckley, chaos Williams, mm -hmm. you know, it, it goes on and on. So yeah, this will really catapult McKinney's career in a big way. He's a guy that's I'm assuming on a 12, 12 deal. So the, um, he actually didn't get a performance of the night bonus, unfortunately. But yeah, that's I do crazy. Think eh? you, you like basically set a record quickest, I think, debut knock, whatever. Mm -hmm. I believe it in the lightweight division. Um, and he didn't get the bonus. But yeah, it was an unbelievable performance. Now, the thing is, though, like it was a great performance. But again, every matchup's different. So just because I liked him in this fight doesn't mean I'll like him in the next fight. I know that this guy has some problems with his cardio. Obviously, we saw that before. So again, you know, I, I like a better 155, though, AJ. Again, he fought Sean Woodson at 145. Seemed like that weight kind of killed this kid. At 155, man, fast, explosive. That one-two was beautiful. That's the thing with MMA. Sometimes you could be basic, man. A one-two combination. That's only needed, AJ. You knock the guy out in seven seconds. So, unbelievable. And then, you know what I'll say, though, for this fight? The one fight that really made me confident was watching back that Luis Pena fight. And Luis Pena dropped and hurt this guy. And I was like, man, Luis Pena doesn't really even have power. Like, Paul Reyes, a guy who's not that good, knocked him out. I'm like, you know what? Let's take a shot with McKinney. And uh, it was a good pick, but I didn't have enough of the underdogs. I was, I thought when he won AJ, I'm like, I have a shot today on DraftKings, but then Moreno wins and Paul Craig wins. And I'm like, okay, I didn't have those guys. So it just, it shows you how hard it is to win. Some guy won 200,000 uh, solo on the weekend, AJ. I don't know if you saw that, man. Pretty, uh, pretty uh, unbelievable, man. The, the winning team was Brandon Moreno, Brad Riddell, Leon Edwards, Terrence McKinney, Monster Evlov, and I'm forgetting someone, Paul Craig. I think that's, that's a six, right? So. I believe wow. that's it. Yeah, that's a, that's a six. So he left like two thousand something of salary on the table, which I think <laughs> I I said that last, last week. I was like, you're gonna have to leave salary on the table to win it all. But Beijing, you're basically picking four or five underdogs. You know what I mean? Like that's hard to do. So bravo, um, mobster of love always has this weird moment in fights. I like this guy, man. I I, I want to see him fight a top ten guy now. Um, people were asking who I I want to see him fight. Someone said Josh Emmett. That'd be a good fight, a good test for him. Emmett's good wrestler, good defensive wrestler with huge knockout power. So, what do you think of that one? Yeah, that would be that would be a really tough matchup for Evlev. Not not one that I would say he can't pass, but that's definitely yeah. a, like his it's toughest a good test. matchup. And the winner, I think, would be like right up there for you know title shot potentially. Um, mm -hmm. Daniel said he thought Panny won. Yeah, it was close for sure. He says the fast scale looks even funnier. See, Favola flexed his shoulders. Favola was just a little bit too overconfident, man, against this guy. And, and you know, you, you can't let your guard down for even one second. It happens, though. I mean, the guy, this guy's good. I, I hope they give Favola one more fight. You know, he took the fight on super short notice. People always talk about the short notice for the guy coming in on short notice, AJ. But what about the guy who lost his opponent gets a brand-new opponent? Like, I, I thought he – I was I loved him against Frank Camacho. That's the crazy thing. 
a few days ago, AJ, I was like, man, he's going to be like on all my DraftKings teams. He's going to out-wrestle Frank Camacho, and then he goes and gets finished. Maybe they'll rebook that fight. Three fights left here, guys. Steven Peterson pretty much takes, uh, takes Chase Hooper to school here. Chase, super tough kid, AJ. Um, but Steven Peterson proved to be a better wrestler, better striker. You think that's it for Chase Hooper in the UFC? You think they gave him another chance, or you think they're going to cut him? Um... I think they give him one more chance. People seem to really like him, and yeah, they'll <laughs> like. There were so many people that were like telling me they're like yep. they were like talking about like, how they like love Hooper in general and in the matchup and whatever. I'm like, that's cool, but like, yeah, I, I mean, I I see what you're seeing. Like, he just he excels on the ground, but he's just not a physical wrestler, and so no, no, um, no. he's just pretty limited on what he could do. So like, while I I'm rooting for him and I'm wishing him all the best, I just think he needs to make. Significant improvements if he wants a long stint with the UFC. But kudos to Peterson. He uh, circumstances were uh, against him here. A yep. layoff, um, miss weight too, miss weight, yep. and and really dominated from bell to bell. So yeah, yep. I was surprised he missed weight because he used to fight at one thirty five. So for him to miss weight at one forty five, I mean that's a little confusing. But whatever. Um, you know, here's the thing about Chase. Right, usually you sign a four fight contract, and that's his fourth fight. Two and two. You're right. The fans love him. When I was at, I was at his first fight against Daniel Tamer um, in Vegas, and the fans went crazy for this guy. And it was an early prelim, and they were cheering this guy like crazy. So there's definitely a fan base for Chase Hooper, but I don't know, man. And I think he needs more seasoning. I think it'd be a, it's not a bad thing if he gets cut right now and goes to work in a smaller promotion, I think, to work on his overall game. Also, it just feels like he's not a man yet. Like, you look at him, he still looks kind of like a kid. Like, he hasn't grown into his like, frame yet. You know what I mean, AJ? Like, but I think he really needs a significant change with his uh, strength and conditioning because – there's no reason this guy who's such a talented grappler should, should be on controlled in his back. Um, and, and I know he's willing to be there, but Steven Peterson was the stronger physical guy in this fight too. So I would like for this guy to work on that. Um, two other fights, AJ, quickly. Uh, Ferris Eam and Luigi Vendramini. I, You know what, guys? This was such a close fight. Obviously, Eam won the first two rounds. I, I honestly did think it was a 10-8 round, though, the third round. Vendramini dominated the round. He hurt him badly. He was going for the finish. I love seeing him do that. I love seeing him go for it. It was close. I mean, I, I'm not saying you're wrong if you if you if you score a 10-9, but I think it was 10-8. What do you think? I actually scored a 10-10-9 for Benjamin in the third round. Um, he hurt him. I just it wasn't a true dominant round. Like I don't think it was as dominant enough to warrant like a 10-8. Like he rocked him, he took him down, he controlled him for a bit, but he didn't really do a whole lot beyond that. Um, so yeah, like I think we could agree, like. You know, Vendrini, like, regardless, like, 10-8 round, like, he shouldn't have won the fight because ZM clearly won yeah. the first two. But I think the biggest takeaway is, well, there's two. I think ZM, despite getting the rep as, like, a poor defensive wrestler and grappler, he's getting better. Yeah. Um, but we still seen if you actually do get him down, he could definitely be controlled on his back. For oh, a yeah. So he's definitely a guy. Yeah, yeah that's got issues. Like, like, like Malarkey did in his fight. I, I feel like this guy's kind of lucky right now. He's 2-1, and one, but... I'm honestly not sure he should. I think he should be 0-2 and one. <laughs> That's what I think his record should be. So I'm not sold in this guy. I mean, definitely he's got a good job in technical striking, but yeah, Benjamin, if he just pulled the trigger sooner, he would have won the fight. Um, last fight here, AJ. Give me your thoughts on this one because I did have Collier. I know you did too. Now it was close, no doubt about it. But here's the thing: again, you know, the judges, the, the first criteria is effective striking, effective grappling, right? There was no grappling really in this fight. So it all came down to the striking. No one really dropped each other. No one got like super seriously hurt. So I think it comes down to volume. And, and you look at the stats and Jay Collier won every round of stats. And I thought he won the fight, AJ. I thought it was close, but I did think he edged it out. Judges gave it to Felipe. What do you think? Yeah, it came down to round three. Thought round one was clear Collier. Round two was clear Felipe. And I thought 
I thought Collier closed the fight pretty strong. Um, I scored it for him, but I don't think it was like an egregious. No, robbery it wasn't a robbery by any means. I just think it was the wrong decision. That's all. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it was a robbery. It was a close fight. But again, you do look at the stats. He outstruck him every round, according to the stats. The thing that bothers me is like Joe Rogan was just going off about the body language. Like, that's not, there's nowhere in the rule book that says a guy who has bad body language is losing the fight. Literally, it doesn't say that anywhere. I can understand if you're a judge, you're watching it, it subconsciously, you can think the guy's losing because of that. But there's nothing, there's nowhere in there. And they really need to stop spreading that kind of misinformation on the broadcast. You know what I mean, AJ? Like, if someone who's kind of watching UFC for the first time sees that, maybe they think that's why the fight was being won. I guess my mind, the judges probably thought the striking was tied. So it came down to the second criteria, which is aggressiveness. And they thought because Felipe was advancing, he won the fight. That's what I think it came down to. They thought the striking was tied. I didn't, though. I thought Collier was the more effective striker. So thought it was a bad decision, but again, it was close. But it, this freaking Chris Lee, I hate – whenever this judge – AJ, anytime I got a fight that goes to, to the cards with this guy, I'm like, I lost. <laughs> I, ripped the, I ripped the ticket up before the, the third judge is red. Anyways, um, any other takeaways from UFC uh, 263 before we move on to Belter quickly? No, let's move on to Belly. Let's do it. Okay, so I'm pretty sure you had a pretty good night at the uh, the window, AJ, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you had, I think you had Amosov and uh, Jackson. Were those your two guys or you had someone else? Correct, Amundo, 2-0. There you go. Those two, yep. Oh, I mean, you were right about – we did the podcast last week. You were with me, and I said I leaned towards Lehman. It was just a terrible pick. Amosov, like, just could just absolutely dominated the wrestling game. Now I'm wondering, you know, it looks like he can, he can really control these fights. The Storley guy was the only – fight that gave him problems so it looks like to me aj the only guy that's really going to beat him is like a really dominant wrestler who's even better than him at wrestling and i don't know who that who that is in bellator because i feel like he could take these strikers other element man like lima he didn't do any I, he to me he showed signs of a long layoff in this fight he hadn't fought in almost a year he just couldn't get it going uh poor performance by Lima, but amazon dominated 50 45 what'd you think yeah, I think he's the best fighter in this division. I thought Lima was the favorite because he's the champ, and we typically see the champs as favorites. Yeah. Um, but that's just an edge I like to take advantage of in betting. I remember Max betting Usman as an underdog against Woodley and, and thinking it was such an, a terrible oh, yes. style match. I had that one was, too. Yeah, that nice. was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's an edge because people – it's it's just hard for the public to see the champ lose because he's the champ. He's got the gold around his waist, and it's, it's tough to imagine a guy dethroning him. But – and I acknowledge in my breakdown, Lima, he does have good takedown defense. You're not going to take anything away from him in terms of that. But we saw Rory take him down in the first fight. We saw Musasi take him down and control him in the clinch. And much respect to those guys, but Amazon was just a stud, Sambo specialist. It gave me confidence seeing those guys take him down and control him in the clinch that Amazon could do the same. Um, I also think that Amazon's actually got some underrated striking. He moves well. He's trained to Tiger more time in the past. He's got good volume. So, um, yeah, I mean, the the thing that I want to note going forward is I think people might be writing Lima off because he's coming off two losses, and so it might create an interesting betting opportunity if he, say, gets matched up with MVP again in a rematch where he might see a tighter line than he otherwise would. So um, maybe the, the uh, motivation of Lima is uh, plateaued a bit, but I still think that's more of a narrative than anything. I still think he's really good. I just think that Amazon was the toughest match for him in the division. Yeah, Amosov's a beast, and he's super young, right? Uh, he's mm -hmm. 20, what, 25, 26? So he's mm -hmm. unbelievable, man. I'm sorry, 27. Um, six years younger in the fight, and 26-0 and 0 now in his career. So unbelievable fighter, man. Love the guy. Uh, AJ, go check your Twitter because they just tagged you in a post. You're going to like it. It's actually something I wrote. I didn't know if they were going to post it, but now they have. So read that. You see it? 
yeah, oh, yeah. Let's go, baby. Read it. Read it. What does it say? Dana White hints at hashtag Chicago for future hashtag UFC event. Nice. Yeah. Let's read the quote here. So, yeah, I know AJ AJ is an Illinois guy. So uh, he says, I love coming to Chicago. As soon as Chicago opens up, is it 100% opened up yet in 15 days? I guess that is that true, AJ? It's opening up. Uh, you guys are opening up pretty soon, or that's what that's what someone was saying to him. You don't I know? Was okay. downtown, I was downtown Saturday. We were all yeah, we're all uh, okay. Well, there you go. Right. So I guess that's yeah. what's happening. Uh, well, that seems to be the story around the country. If the places open up, uh, I'm not saying they are, but if they're, if they're not, but it's not what I'm looking for exactly yet. We will start going to these cities, and I love the city of Chicago with the food. So yes, we'll consider going there. So good news for you guys. Um. Let me get these comments from you guys uh, before I forget to open. Uh, Daniel said he thought Collier won. It's annoying, especially watching Phil- Felipe celebrate like he won the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like, it's annoying, but like, whatever. The guy's got, he's happy. I mean, he's a happy go lucky guy. I will say this, though, you know, he, he did show up in better, better physical shape for this fight. He looked better than his last whole fight. So that was something he might, he's a young guy, 26. But I'm with you, Jose. I really think he's one in three, too, because I, I went back and checked and I thought he lost to Tafa. I scored it against him. I thought he lost this fight. So I think he's one in three with his only one being, what, the Castro? He did go to a majority decision with Spivak, um, which was a close fight. But I'm just not sold in this guy, AJ. I'll tell you that right now. Um, now, the other bet AJ had Jason Jackson. I, I thought this was going to be a much more competitive fight. I, I mean, you know I love Jason Jackson, guys. I've, I've always picked him on the show. I still picked him in this fight, obviously. But I thought Daly had a chance too, you know. Um, but it, Jackson just, again, dominant wrestling. So – Here's the question. Is that a good enough performance to get the title shot against Amosov, or do you think they're going to give it to Michael Page instead? Because they did have Michael Page in the broadcast. Seems like they were kind of promoting him a little bit. What do you think? I think you could do like three different things here. So I think you could have Amosov maybe wait a little bit, and then you could have either Jackson versus MVP, Jackson versus Larkin, or MVP versus Larkin. And then whichever matchup gets made of those three, you could have that fight or fight Amosov. Um, I don't mind MVP fighting Amazov. I think Amazov would just destroy him. Uh, <laughs> I think Amazov beats all three of them, but at least I think with those three interchangeable matchups, I think you have some really interesting stylistic clashes. And so that would be uh, my hope for making it happen. Because when you look about when you look at Jackson and MVP, they both beat Daly. They're both on momentum, and um, I know you like when MVP gets a step up. That would be a step up for him fighting Jackson, and uh, yeah, I think it makes sense for for all three guys in theory. Yeah, I'm I'm down for Anos fight. They have a good welterweight division, man. There's no doubt about it. There's some good fighters in that division. Like <laughs> these guys were in uh, UFC, they'll be you know potentially top 15 guys. Jose says for a fun fight. Yeah, Felipe called Arlovsky. I'm fine with that. Rothwell is a good fight. I think he probably beats Rothwell. I think he might lose to Arlovsky. Arlovsky's still fast for a guy his age. Pavlo says MVP wants the rematch with Lima. Yeah, I would watch that fight, Pavlo. I would love to see that fight, man. Jackson wants to fight uh, Jackson. Yeah, I'm fine with that too. I, I don't know because they did have, like I said, MVP, they're promoting him. He was doing the uh, the commentary. I'm fine with either of those fights. Like you said, like they can mix and match those guys and there's, there's good fights. So can sure hit a big part. Like, congrats, man. Good job. Um, we'll go quickly through the other fights. But I want, I want to talk about this guy first. Uh, Aaron Pico looked amazing against Aiden Lee. Uh, just unbelievable, man, in this fight. Uh, what do you think of this performance? I think it was actually the best overall performance of his career. What do you think? Yeah, he looked great. I mean, I just I put out a question on Twitter, like, how many wrestler or fighters do you know could land eight eight plus takedowns in a fight and have one hit or quitter type power? Um, one answer came back, Usman. I think that's a fair one, but uh, Pico 
dude, when his when his durability holds up, he is a monster to deal with. Um, now he's working on a submission game. Like, I mean, yep. for you to for the opposition to beat this guy, you got to hurt him. Otherwise, I just think he's got too much tools to overwhelm the opposition. Um, and you know, people will write him off because uh, of those two losses, or they did at the time. But I mean, this guy's got championship level potential. Assuming assuming that that chin holds up. He's debatably the most skilled fighter in this division, dare I say. I think he is the most skilled fighter in this division. Man, he's unbelievable, guys. He really is. And, you know, I've always had questions because of the durability. I still think, uh, you know, a guy with really good defensive grappling and, and power can chin check him. But, I mean, this guy's improved and he's unbelievable. So I'm a big fan of him. Uh, Mark Leninger defeats Demarcus Jackson. Demarcus Jackson, man, I only, I only picked him because he's from, not like I had interest in this fight, really, but, you know, he's a Sanford guy, but he's like the Sanford guy that keeps losing, AJ. So I guess they need someone in the camp not to win, right? You can't have every guy in the camp winning. Uh, we'll get the comment here. According to Pavel says uh, they had MVP there because they were thinking Lima would win. So they're scenario. Yeah, they probably were. You're right. Um, Lima MVP too. But you can still do it for the, not for the belt, like you said. Aaron Pico came to my dojo uh, for personal training. Yeah, Aaron Pico, man. I mean, this guy, he's training at uh, Jackson Wink now. He was at AKA all this year. So it's a good thing. Chris is asking, in regards to the stupid decision, do you see the trend in, in judging uh, lean towards harder, powerful, striking or volume i don't even feel like he punched that much harder i feel like it was super close i do feel like those body punches were something that hurt um collar i think it was just close it came down really to one round right like that's all it, it came down to that's all it came down to I, I don't think this you know this fight really told us anything other than the judges probably felt the striking was the same so they went to the second criteria which is aggressiveness and then if that's tied it would go to octa control people confuse get that confused sometimes aj they think that you mix them all together like the overall winner of those things but it's not like that at all mm -hmm. uh pavlo says uh, 135 is the best division he doesn't know if pico is the most talented at 145 yeah uh man he's good for sure okay let's go through uh, these ones quickly because i want to help pfl kyle crutchberg defeats levin chokelli justin gonzalez defeats Tyler claxon close fight aj split decision bobby king was a guy i was telling you man watch out for this guy because he was an underdog i was like he's coming off a winner for steven siler that's a good win and he beats nick newell and again nick newell I like the guy, AJ. Just again, he's limited. He has a limited ceiling, guys. Like he really does. You know, he, he's he's a he's a decent fighter, but I I, I think he's never gonna get to that next level. And you know, he's lost two straight fights by split decision in Bellator. They they do like him though. He'll 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 get another fight. But you know, this Bobby Bobby King guy is not like a big name or anything. But he's got a couple of good wins in a row now. Nick Newell and Steven Siler. So um, maybe they'll give him someone decently named at uh, one fifty five. Lucas Brennan guy, yeah, he did what we expect against Matt Zalicki. That fight, like I said, that fight is shouldn't have really been booked. Um, Marina Mock, we both called her as an underdog, AJ. Uh, Mock, uh, Mock, and Mock and Tina, so she looked good. And then Polizia, a guy that you told me was like you were really high on, gets a submission. Any thoughts on these prelims? I mean, no, not, not a whole lot. Uh, yeah, King looked good. Good prediction by you. I, I was on the Newell side there. Polizzi, I actually missed the fight, but I saw that he won in dominant fashion and uh. Marina, yeah, won, won a clear decision there. So, yeah, and then Brandon, the, the massive minus 1,000 favorite or whatever, looked minus 1,000. So, yeah. if you had him on your parlay, I'm sure you were happy. <laughs> yeah, like I said, the under in those kind of situations, again, like, or, you know, inside the distance. All right, PFL, um, talk about that quickly, AJ. So, we did break down the card last week, too. And um, let's talk about Clarissa Shields' debut. I want to get your thoughts on this, your honest thoughts. Okay, give me your honest thoughts. And then last question uh, from Daniel, and then I'll talk about PFL. He's talking about Beltrier. I came to peer pressure and put Nick uh, Army. Um, he put money on Nick Newell. Yeah, uh, 
well, don't get peer pressured into betting anyone, man. Just do whatever you feel like is the right call. You know what I mean? Don't get peer pressured into it. Trust me. It's happened to me before in my past, and it's not like that anymore. So got to make your own call, man. Um, let's talk about PFL, AJ. Clarissa Shields, Brittany Elkins. So give me your honest thoughts on the fight, because I've seen a lot of different opinions about this fight. Here's my honest thoughts, and I'm going to get AJ. So my honest thoughts are, you know, she did what we all thought she would do and win, won the fight, but she showed a lot of holes in her game in this fight, man. Like, her takedown defense was almost non-existent. Um, her concepts on the ground were, you know, basically trying to survive. Um, and, you know, she did. And she did survive. And we saw that she's an incredible athlete, which we knew. And I feel like just being the better athlete won her this fight, being in better shape won her this fight. She was obviously the better conditioned athlete. Um, but she, I thought, lost two 10-8 rounds in this fight. So you can't say it was a good performance. It was a good comeback. But she was well on her way to losing this fight. Even if she had won 10-8 in the third round, I don't even think she would have won the fight on the card. She would have been down still. So she did show, obviously, huge ground and pound, huge punching power. I'd love to see that. So we now we know she's got some good ground and pound. But AJ, I, I wasn't too impressed, man. I know it's her first fight, guys. But I'm just saying, like, you can't cage yourself into thinking this was an incredible performance, in my opinion. Like, it was a good comeback, but a, a performance, and a, a decent MA debut. No, it was a successful MA debut, a good comeback. But overall, a performance where I still have a lot of question marks about her. So give me your thoughts, AJ, your honest thoughts. Yeah, it just goes to show, I'm sure she worked really, really hard, and she's obviously a great high-level athlete. She's got the mindset and everything. If you just are not that experienced with training MMA, you you could only learn so much in such a short amount of time. And um, even working at a camp like Jackson Wink, I mean, you just need to get more rounds in there to really round out your game as a mixed martial artist. Like you said, the takedown defense, the ability to scramble off her back. I mean, everything that you would expect out of a high-level athlete was present, you know, especially being a boxer, you know, fast hands, power, good technique, a lot of heart did she show there, a lot. Um, but in terms of just her technique in the grappling and wrestling, that's something that I would like to see her take some time away and before she gets back in there, like take a lot, like a long layoff and like actually get better. Like I understand like she – there's risk of, of rust in there, but like I also think it would be a benefit for her because she's still she's only 26. She's young, so it's not like you know she's her her best uh, her best years are still in front of her, right? So um, I would like to see that get rounded out because, like you said, she she was losing the fight clear up until the third round there, um, and, and kudos to her for pulling off the upset. But um, it's it's one of those fights. I just I can't look at the destination and say, oh, but she won the fight. I gotta. Got to look at the whole journey, man. I know you look at the same thing. You you can't just ignore these these things that were so uh, such an issue for her in the early going. And you know, should she get yeah, matched up yeah. with another grappler, it could be an issue. I agree. Uh, like she's calling on Harrison right now. Are you kidding me? Like she's not ready for that fight at all. She always, she obviously has a puncher's chance, but you know it's crazy. The line for the Man in the Universe fight actually opened two years ago because she was at UFC two forty five. Dana White was talking about signing her to fight Nunes. It was minus seven hundred plus 450. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you minus 7,000 now after seeing this fight. I mean, Amanda would take her down and beat her up. Uh, no doubt about it. So, yeah, I mean, this is not who Amanda was. This is Brittany Elkin, and she struggled with her, but she still got the win. So, again, showed a lot of heart. I'm not saying she's a bad fighter. I think she's a good prospect. She's probably one of the best prospects we've ever seen, right? But, you know, all I'm saying is proceed with caution, man. And, you know, it's the same thing with that Aaron Pico guy. He's amazing now, right? But uh, AJ, he lost his first fight to uh, Zach Freeman. You know, he was upset and he lost a couple other fights. So you got to take a slow with these prospects sometimes. And, and Clarissa, unlike Aaron, who had a wrestling background, she has no wrestling background. She's learned some concepts quickly, AJ, but I feel like she still has a lot of holes in her game on the ground, guys. So 
That's my thoughts. I just think if Elkin was more conditioned, and also Elkin, she was all about position in this fight. She didn't even go for any submissions. She she didn't want to go for a submission and probably end up on her back or something. Daniel says, I didn't bet PFL main event. Clyde didn't. Would have been frustrated either way. Betting uh, Shield a stab in the dark. Betting Elkins in a letdown. Yeah, she took her foot off the gas. She was going to win the fight. She was losing a big hunter and boxer. And be careful of lying her. One hair quitter. That's a good point. Yeah, but she's got good technique, obviously, and just hand speed. And you could see the power on the ground, though, man. Those were heavy shots, guys. Those were some big punches. Now, let's go through a couple of the other fights here, AJ. Uh, Clay Collar defeats Jolton Luderbach. Split decision, though. What do you think? Who, who do you think won? Uh, I think it's fair to give it to Collard. He did more damage over the course of the fight, but it was another case where he was under, he was overvalued because he beat Pettis and he still got like, the thing with Collard is he still got his issues. Like, so it shouldn't have been a huge surprise to see him get taken down, put on his back, controlled for a bit. That's been an issue with him for a long time, but um, kudos for him getting the win. He's, uh, you know, putting himself in a position in this tournament, got some points on the board. Um, And yeah, another win couldn't hurt split decision or not. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Bubba Jenkins beats Bobby Moffitt. Yeah, any thoughts on that fight? Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Like Bubba was dominating him those first two rounds, and then round three got pretty sketchy there. He was getting teed off on a bit, and uh, yeah, Moffitt was definitely uh, coming on strong there. But uh, you know, kudos to Jenkins. It was, you know, I, I know you talked. You were a little skeptical about him in the in the past about you know you because you you've been following him for so long. You've seen him lose in some ways that you know weren't the most impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, he pretty much dominated the fight because he was a better wrestler and athlete, but, you know, cardio and the, and the striking defense is going to be a concern going forward. No, for sure. Uh, and then Brennan Lofton and Tyler Donovan. I mean, if you didn't see this fight, go back and watch it, guys. This fight was unbelievable. Sick fight. Brennan Lofton wins a majority decision, AJ. Now, me and AJ both were on the side of it was a dogger pass situation, but the scorecard, the 28-28 scorecard is an all-time bad scorecard. There's no way you can... <laughs> call this fight a draw it was obviously brandon lofton's fight uh 29 27 probably a good scorecard i think man i mean it, yeah i mean it was a great fight uh lofton looked unbelievable and tyler diamond just a, a diamond chin i think we say so thoughts on this fight man yeah it was a it was a pretty bad beating i mean the yeah you're right like if you're gonna go back and watch one fight from this card it's this fight um uh, everybody was inspired by diamond's heart he got hurt so many times though it was just like I, I was wrong. I thought it was uh, the, the line was close. The line should have been closer than it was. But honestly, looking back on it, I think there was even value on Laughlin at like minus three hundred or whatever he was at. I mean, the ju- the scorecards don't do it justice as to how one sided it was. Laughlin almost finished multiple times. I think some referees, if they were in that same spot, would have stopped it. A um, couple points there. Um, Diamond. I mean, he's. I think he's actually really talented. It's just there's there's more than one fight where he's getting beaten up. Um, and taking a lot of damage. You know, we saw that on the Ultimate Fighter against Jay Cuccinello. Uh, we saw him get rocked by by Joe the fight before this. So um, that's going to be a concern that I have for him going forward, even though I do think he's a talented prospect. But kudos to Laughlin, another guy that, despite not being in the UFC and despite winning on the Contender Series, uh, high-level guy, could be in the MMA's top promotion, I think. So, yeah, he's a guy to look out for. Yeah, he should be in the UFC, but that's okay. He, he might win a million bucks, and it's going to be all worth it, right? Uh, Nathan Schulte defeats Alex Martinez. Olivier Aubin Mercier defeats Marcin Held. Malik Radzimov defeats Ahmed Aliyev. Shaman Marias defeats Jesse Stern. And Chris Wade defeats Armin Ospinov. That's a guy we both liked as an underdog in that fight. Any thoughts on those early prelims, AJ, as we wrap up PFL? <laughs> I, I, I'm laughing at the Held-Aubin Mercier result because I picked Held because I <laughs> thought his issues – 
weren't going to cost him in this fight. And then Mercy proceeds to like rock him and then just like get him to get him tired. And just like every, every issue that held had just shows up in this fight in the past. Like it seemed like they were behind him and it seemed like Mercy would be the guy to do it. But of course, Mercy goes out there, wins 30, 27. But anyway, that's, that's my final thoughts on the prelims, but they were, it was a good card from top to bottom. Fair enough. And we'll talk about those like playoffs at some other point, but uh, I think that's it though, guys, um, basically at the end of the hour, anyways, any last second uh, questions we'll take here quickly. But uh, AJ, man, tell me what else you got going on, AJ. I know you got, you're working for a couple of websites right now. Plug your stuff, man. Yeah, um, working on dailyfanmma.com. Check us out. We actually got an Instagram now. Um, so check out dailyfanmma, doing some write-ups for, for this up, upcoming event. No belt for this week, guys, but mm-hmm. UFC, PFL this week, uh, exciting times. You can follow me on Twitter, at AJ Shulo. Uh, Adam, awesome doing, with this, you, awesome doing this with you, as always. And uh, best of luck to everybody this week here on Monday. Yeah, thanks, AJ, man. And uh, yeah, guys, appreciate AJ coming on. Marcel's going to be back tomorrow. So tomorrow, uh, we're going to shift the podcast back to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Just uh, We have to push it back tomorrow. It's not something we want to do uh, on a regular basis. Marcel Marcel really wants to watch soccer. So I told Marcel, okay, you know, you, you, you've moved stuff around for me in the past. I'll move it around for you. So we're going to move to 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. But in the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Martin. Uh All the news at bjpen.com, miamianews.com. MAOddsbreaker.com. I'll put the uh, UFC odds up. PFL odds are going to drop hopefully soon. But I just went through the UFC odds today, AJ, breaking down the fights uh, uh, for tomorrow. I've already did the tape starting a couple guys. So there's a couple guys are like I'm not too familiar with on the card. But I mean, most guys on the card obviously are UFC veterans. It's going to be a good card though, guys. I think very violent one. Um, don't sleep on this one. You know, I heard a lot of people talking crap about this card, but I don't think it's that bad. I think there's some good fights on it. So. Um, you know, AJ, if you'd like to come on tomorrow with us, AJ, you're welcome to at 7 p.m. Eastern. I, don't, I have no idea if you're if you're around, but I'll, I'll throw the invitation out to you as well, man, because you did help us out today. So, well, open invite for you as well to uh, come on tomorrow. Anyways, guys, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. But yeah, at 7 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. Have a good one, guys. And one, uh, I want to wish my my uh, my dad a happy birthday. It's his uh, it's his birthday today, so wish him a happy birthday. All right, guys, we'll we'll get.